Hey everybody, welcome to a late but not super late episode of Tactical Crouch. We're a uh, competitive Overwatch podcast. And we're coming at you live a little bit later in the afternoon. That's why it's so light in my room, so dark in Yiska's. And Joe's yeah. room is actually the same lighting year round. Does not change. <laughs> so, sorry for the malfeasance of making you guys wait, of course. Yeah, you had some internet troubles. <laughs> happens. Man, you going through all that suffering of not having the information when you expect it or as soon as possible. That's rough, man. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If you were doing your job, I would, True. Get, I would get the information I want. When it's convenient for me and nobody else. Yeah. Absolute babies, dude. <laughs> we starting there? Are we going to start there? Absolute babies. Patience we're not going to start there. We're gonna, we're children. Gonna, no, let's chill. We're going we to dangle so that rope. We're going to dangle that rope a little bit. We'll see what comes up. Thanks for being here for episode 62, though. Uh, coming at you live at twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Patreon.com slash tactical crouch twitter.com slash tactical underscore crouch of course yiska yiska out joe at volumel myself at kick tripod there it is that's all that's all we needed to do bang that's done it. done that's the show not around today chat got the band <laughs> hammer out ready to go <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a real one so let's talk about this really quick let's uh let's let's get into the news the November 11th deadline for exercising team options has passed. All teams need to have eight players by November 15th. It's the 12th right now. Yep. I've never said the word 11th and then finished the word 12th in the same word before. Old 12th. Old 12th. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, we've got three days left for teams to have a minimum of eight. And Mayhem, Uprising, Spitfire, and Gladiators, I believe these notes were taken, taken yesterday, and I'm not thinking of any there, but I believe Mirror they all was have. announced today, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah. the Gladiators, Mirrors, so mm -hmm. Mirror is off. Yeah. So Gladiators have eight now. Uh, but yeah. So a few teams still left at seven. We're going to talk more about that. As we progress through this impromptu show that I don't feel prepared for anymore. <laughs> uh, well, be good. We're good. Contenders fans be damned today. XL2 will not participate in contenders. They're on a quote unquote hiatus. Joe, does this make you a happy Papa Bear tier two? Not particularly. I think it's uh, it's more of a result of how difficult it is to to run and you know actually have a successful tier two team. Um, it kind of also spells some oddities with uh, with their parent company with Anbox, um, with how XL two in, in general was run. You know, slightly questionable things happening. Um, you know, in terms of how the team was built for, I believe, at the start of this year. And now with their subreddit being deleted in favor of just like a big umbrella subreddit for all of their teams, the parent companies, you know, teams and, and the Call of Duty League and the Overwatch League. And it just doesn't make a ton of sense. I think this is like, I would say, 
and Vox's first like black mark for me. It's just like, what are you guys doing? Like this doesn't this doesn't make much sense um, in terms of just like moving away from contenders after being you know fairly successful. Um, I can I can again like I'd imagine it's probably business related rather than just you know being unhappy with the performance and you know trying to reevaluate things. But I, I think this spells more towards the contenders format and a lot of the restrictions that are placed on these teams rather than um they as a parent company it just kind of coincided together which i thought was kind of interesting another black mark on uh nyxl though today is they did merge their reddits subreddits yeah going for the double whammy on they? it's Gosh. yeah it just doesn't just it, it just all didn't out of the way. if you're gonna if you're gonna have bad press just get it all out of the way in a week. yeah just get it all out of there not not fantastic um yeah that's such a weird move. Like, why would you think that that would go well? It's like, yeah, I'm fan of a credit union, by the way. Like, whatever they support, I'm I'm fan of this guy's trust fund. Like, come on, man. Like, the I don't understand what the underlying. Um, even though I, w I will say, if anyone was to do it, it probably is NYXL because they have such a distinct style to their brands. Sure, and it's like they they are very good at it, which is makes it even more weird that they go there, right? So, like mm. they do so much good stuff in terms of branding, and, that, and and then it's just sometimes it's just like boom, and this time around, I don't even think it's really about um, like messaging errors. Like if you think back, we had this scandalous week where they uh, said, "Oh, we want local talent, but not uh, with their contenders team." That really was more down to a a way of miscommunication because the team that they ended up with was actually not that terrible no right so um this this time around i, I don't know what could have been lost in translation to make this look any better i think so, it's just a weird move here's the thing though and i could be remembering totally incorrectly but i believe that the houston outlaws were on the optic gaming subreddit from the beginning I wouldn't have any idea to be completely so, honest. So with there's you, a few things, right? Because the fact that we, who I, we're not like the most hardcore dudes when it comes to like following every social media channel and every mm. little forum and message board regarding Overwatch League. But if we didn't even really like, number one, most of the team subreddits are trash. Like they're yeah. they're bad. Um, and and mm. not nothing against the people who are moderating them or contributing to them. There's just so little team specific mess, yeah. info so i i honestly i think that this should have just been the move from the beginning but we've been at this for th oh, three years now essentially mm, mm. so personally number one this this probably is the right move assuming that you can get um nyxl and uh their cod team whatever the subliners to like kind of coexist in a space we we've seen especially with like reddit filtering there's a lot more powerful filters to where you can basically filter out any subliner stuff if you don't want any of that but then you also get the actual um you also get the actual like organization news and events and stuff like that so honestly like as much as i think we want to rag on them for combining I actually think it's the smart long-term play, and I don't know. I think people are overreacting. Yeah, I mean, one thing that 
it is something of like taking something away from from the few right and th that the optics of that i will say though it is certainly interesting that this comes now that teams are more going towards their initial orcs um or their parent orcs branding mm. because you know with the uh, CDL, they actually have some brand, pre-existing branding in the team names with face yep. and optic, right? And I tell you, that didn't go over well with some of the Overwatch League owners. That was uh, not well well received by some. What do you mean? And like you're saying, like some like, of, some of the teams <clears throat> didn't like that optic got the white, black, and green of Green Wall. No, that they are literally allowed to be called optic when in the Overwatch League. They were not they allowed, allowed to bring their yeah. branding branding in, right? Like for instance, Envy wasn't Envy being the biggest um, brand in Overwatch, arguably in the West before the Overwatch League was not what not allowed to call themselves Dallas Envy, right? Now in in the CDL that is possible because they have these big brands. They're even getting some brands involved, like with um, with Phase. They are not even the parent orc of that. They're just like, yeah, please give the name. So we the have the Atlanta phase, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. 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 So um, it's certainly interesting that this sort of rallying to the middle now starts. And yeah, we've so seen that, these moves. That has to have been a, like a, a backpedal by Activision. Feels like it, yeah. then, right? Of like, you know what? We wanted this. We wanted these new orgs, new franchises, and everything. And, and instead, we're like, you know what? I guess. <laughs> I mm. guess go for it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder how much of a backpedal that really is. I mean, I don't know how much time we want to spend on it, but like, is is that uh, um, indicative of them having a hard time trying to sell those slots? So they had to give up more bargaining power to these teams and say, okay, we didn't allow this for the Overwatch League. Is this something that we can allow for some of these bigger teams in the Call of Duty League to help them maybe be more enticed to come in? It could be making good on an error i think it's just if we're being honest envy was never as big for overwatch as face is sure. for call of duty right now for optic it feels really more like an empty husk of what it once mm. would be because i think in many um fans eyes especially optic fans that orc died when hex left it Right, so the owner that um, of uh, Optic Gaming that uh, then was briefly involved with Outlaws as well. Like I don't think that went over not yeah, that Hector, well as yeah. well. Hector, yeah, and uh, not hexagram. I feel Hex. like yeah, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Of course, you just, need to say just that. Just clarifying. In, in Overwatch, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and yeah, it's it's certainly. Interesting that Optic was allowed to. I don't think there's much marketing power there anymore. Um, but for FaZe, it's a huge thing. I think Atlanta FaZe... Like, FaZe is literally the biggest social media gaming brand in the world. In terms of, like, um, team, team orcs. Like, orcs that have a team attached to them. In terms of, like, just, like, the social media numbers they pull, the outreach they have through their uh, YouTubers, through their streamers, there's nothing that comes close. And it feels like they're, they're really playing uneven fields then in the CDL. But then again, you probably can't, like, <laughs> deny those fans. I think you, CDL needs every viewer it can get. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think a big part of a, a big push and a big incentive to getting involved in the overwatch league and then CDL is to be able to have like essentially two franchises that ultimately kind of feed into like this parent and this is and box in this case. Right. So you have subliners yeah. mm-hmm. and NYXL who feed into uh, what's and box and like, that's, I think the idea, and I think it's it's noble in the sense that uh, these organizations believe that they're gonna be they're gonna have fans of the organization and not the individual teams. Uh, I think it's there's there's delusion there. I think yeah. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, I don't think that the flip side is everything being separate. And let's be honest, if you go and look at most of the, I I want to say all. I just haven't checked up on all of the Overwatch League team subreddits in a while. If you go to them, they're not especially active, and basically all they're doing is regurgitating what gets uh, put on competitive Overwatch, but just the stuff for your team that you like, mm-hmm. which is not that hard to find. I mean, there's only you know thirty to forty article or thirty to forty posts that stay on competitive Overwatch a day anyway. See. The thing is, what I never understand with these franchise leagues, especially uh, that now uh, Overwatch League and then CDL, mm-hmm. is like, I'm not, I, I'm sure they understand that not only this age, but is especially esports, is personality driven. And people flock to personalities, not necessarily teams. The biggest brands in sports, for instance, are not teams. They are Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo and... Um, and Lionel Messi, and they all have more reach than the clubs they represent, right? So maybe in Europe, even that, maybe in Europe, I I know a lot of, and again, our we're we're stupid soccer fans here, mm-hmm. right? But like Manchester United carries a ton of weight here, whereas at the time when soccer was kind of getting and people were starting to watch Premier League and stuff like that, I couldn't tell you more than two or three players on Manchester United at the time. You're not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, providing a different no, no. perspective from us, uh, idiot Americans. So that, and that's the weird thing where I, um, where I will say, I, from my perception, especially of American orcs, but also in in European sports, mm. the the sort of thing that they then do is they just have a franchise player that is just like you know, like in Europe we had a we have several guys that just stay with that one club and they go through thick and thin and they sure. always get top contracts and they are beloved by the people like a Francesco Totti was in um in Roma and and stuff like that. I'm sure like in, in American sports it's pretty much the same thing, even though, you know, like sometimes of course the big ones are traded and then then mm-hmm. then that is the story. But like that we are not it, it doesn't seem like or could you point to a player currently in the Overwatch League that is most definitely a franchise player for that team? Like for instance, the best one that I could have made, named was Shawful. No. And that is also done now. Sinatra. Sinatra is a good one, yes. Sure. Even though he hasn't played as long as others actively, right? Like and again, sure. he he came in halfway through season one, but even then, before that, right, he was Mister 150K. It was the idea. Yeah. Right, sure. he was the the guy. And man, did that pay off well? Now it's like, wow, 150K. I'll take that. Any team yeah. will take that deal for Sinatra right now. So that, there definitely were. I would shot, say Jake yeah. mm-hmm. is another one um, who who you would look at and and again, right? This is I I hate to be proving your point more than mine, 
Uh, but Jake is a player who's not even necessarily playing all that much. But he's still, mm-hmm. if I if you go to like a Houston Outlaws fan page or whatever, who who mm-hmm. and you put Jake on a on a uh, sign up. Like, have you ever been to like a, a convention where they do like signings and they have like ten mm-hmm. of people for yeah. an hour? Mm-hmm. You put all the Houston Outlaws guys up there. Uh, Jake's line is going to be the longest. He's definitely the followed face. by Arhan Yiska's favorite. Yeah. Well, I would say anymore. there are examples, but it's it's not that many, right? Like, Spitfire killed all of that. Like, right. there's no affiliation between like thinking, okay, profit and Spitfire. That is gone. Like, so many teams b- rebuilt from scratch almost. Um, so often, maybe maybe NYXL, you could point to um, Jonak, Jonak or Sebiolbi. Sure, sure. London, I think like, they could have some of those. Like, but but I think and you're Yiska, you're gonna hate this. You're gonna hate that I say this, and I I totally mm-hmm. accept that. They whether you like it or not, Overwatch League is pursuing a traditional sports model. Yeah, and I agree. in traditional sports. You yes, you have your teams, and you know, like, hey, it's a Rod. He plays for the Yankees. Doesn't matter. I hate the Yankees, but I like a Rod. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's this aspect of you follow player talent around. Sure. But dude, I'm living. I've gone from Minnesota to Colorado to California, and I've seen teams lose. Players get lost by teams. Make my teams make stupid decisions. I will cheer for every Minnesota team over any other team in the entire world. Doesn't matter what player they have. Mm. That's what they're. That's what they're seeking. I'm not saying that it does, and I don't think that that's something that you achieve in in three years of a yeah, uh, online sport, multiple decades. But for that, that that's what's being tickle. sought is they yeah. want people to shift away from the short term I like a player to the long term I like a team, and. I think yeah. I think all of us are have at least some level of healthy skepticism on if that is what new franchises need and should go after, but that is most definitely what is being sold for mm. uh, CDL and Overwatch League. Whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. Yeah. I agree. I just think they could be using the cult of personality better for many of those teams we yep. we pointed out a couple of uh, examples but i would have i would have thought more would just have a baseline like even like agilities for for valiant right yeah. and doesn't matter whatsoever and um it's interesting to see not that i overly mind that i i just think it's it's a mistake for the goals they're trying to achieve which is to sure. be like brands that are like you for instance the, the best thing you could achieve is just like for instance you keep jake on fat contracts keep him happy and then at some point he retires that's the that's the optimum right that he mm-hmm. starts your pl- the playing career with you and he ends it with you you have that legacy wherever he moves you will always like whatever kind of personality he comes you will always be connected to that brand and i think that is a potent marketing tool I also think that that's being a fan of the sport slash esport, which I also think is a good thing. Like, yes, when I think about you, I feel like you're more of a fan of just Overwatch and competitive Overwatch in general than necessarily 
Sure. The Germany Circus, yeah. Bratwurst peddlers or whatever their team would be. I don't know. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what they would be. It's my least I mean, creative I'm, name I have. I will say I'm I'm a fan of or I mean I mean I, I definitely like some of the identities that teams have carved out for themselves. I, I really dig the style that NYXL has uh, gone through. Um like <laughs> Um, certainly I'm more attached to personalities. It's just like, for instance, Valiant, I think they, they have a, for instance, if Mike Schwartz left Valiant, I think I would think about this team very differently. That for me, he's like the cornerstone of that roster mm -hmm. with everything they've gone through uh, and um, how he has interacted with that team. And I think their moves would look very different if he wasn't there, for instance. I would wonder sure. what... NYXL would look like if you switched, kept all the branding the same, but you switched Florida Mayhem and New York Excelsior. <laughs> like yeah. we can never know, right? But what does NYXL look like from a fan base? Do people still want to wear the really cool logo? Do people really want to like the the really cool trendy merch, the big shoes, the Nike exclusives? Do people want that when your team is going? Whatever I would say, it's, yeah. I would say yeah. six and twenty-two or whatever they went. I don't even know. Fortunately, we never have to answer these questions because they are bad in Overwatch and they're terrible in branding. So bad, actually, that yeah. they themselves wanted to change it, like partway through season one, yeah, which fair. still has only been partly achieved. Right? Like, fair. Oh, must like, hey, catch up, got... my boys. <laughs> well, we've got a uh, we've got a academy team that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, it's a little chicken in the egg, right? I think with all of this kind of stuff is mm -hmm. do, do great players like create devotion in franchises or do great franchises create devotion in players and people want to follow players? I think there's probably a long discussion to even be had there. We're not going to have mm -hmm. that discussion today. Mm -hmm. All that to say is XL2 will not participate in contenders. They're on hiatus. <laughs> that was, that was the topic that we started with. And you already know that this is not the last Academy team that it's working out for. No. Um, that, like the, the move to have regional talent, it was already sort of like messaging that they're not that uh, satisfied with what their contenders team is already achieving. I think a lot of teams, I, I think a lot of teams have found out that the academy teams don't do as much for them it's kind of sad that they are flanking out now because i think that um now is the most important my just went out okay um that i i think that um the um now for instance if you have a 12 player roster you're only sending nine people maybe on the road i'm don't i don't think you will always fly 12 players to every stop um and all the coaches so let's say you you bring like seven or eight players and then some of the coaches now you have like you know six or four to six players just sitting there um twiddling thumbs at home yep. um that is perfect for the new four uh, two-way player rule that you could be using your academy team for. What I will say is we still have not figured out a ruling in which we make it so that A, um, the, the contenders players um, 
from academy teams are just as attractive as unsigned talent if it's not skill based strictly it is very often we don't want to pay a buyout we will take a skill downgrade in order to not pay a buyout and they are absolutely 100% better overwatch players denied overwatch league because they they are behind a um a transfer fee and some some orcs just won't give you money at all for them right so the the ruling there is still not stable it's either like you either change the rules there mm. or you get rid of all the academies have it all open yep. and then let the market dictate all the um the buyouts or you make it so that every single player has to be under contract with an organization so the transfer fee can be uh, raised for every single player and is going somewhere and or like you you just like even if you'd sign free agents i don't know you gotta pay some tax that is equal to the amount of buyouts because currently the system is not working in anyone's favor and um True. It's it's making it's not Fans allowing talent winning, to go orgs in. Aren't winning. Yeah, nobody wins. Advertisers definitely aren't winning. You know, and I, th I think you bring up a good point there with advertisers is that you know to offset that 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 kind of disparity in terms of monetary gain through trying to acquire players and, and sell them off to to Overwatch League teams, the league could lessen the restriction on contenders in general. In terms of sponsorship, in terms of these these brands that want to come in and actually sponsor these teams, we, we saw it with World Cup that there was a lot of, you know, red tape in the way. So offsetting that to alleviate some of the player contracts that could have some sort of ripple effect so that the league or the the, the Overwatch League franchises don't have to have their players, their contenders players under such high, you know, minimum requirements to, to buy them out. Uh, again, I'm not entirely too well-versed in, in contract law and whatnot, but I think that could be a, a, a slow solution. But yeah, something, something has to change. It's not, it's not working. I'm still astonished that we're going to two days a week for Overwatch League, and we haven't seen or have announced the other two days being dedicated to contenders. Hmm. That's what I, I mean. There should, there should have been four days of Overwatch from the beginning, mostly the beginning of Overwatch League to the end. Should have just been. Yeah. Should have just been a thing. Even, I honestly, like, I've, I'm totally biased. I would have gone as far as to, like, share airtime. Like, how great would it be instead of breaks where you just hear the thumping Lucio music and the countdown with the multicolored uh, Overwatch League thing? How great would it be if they, like, peeped into a, a contender's game? Mm. in between be something to try yeah. and then you go back and yep you've got those even if you've got contenders going in tandem like there's there's so much that can be improved there yeah. we, we we could do a series of episodes on that though and that we're not going to do that serious today. topic yeah, yeah. we're mm -hmm. not going to do that today That's uh, a we're also so overwatch did announce the uh the the shanghai masters um shanghai dragons um hangzhou spark chengdu guangzhou charge uh, going to be going, doing a little, uh, friendly little tournament at the end of November. It's going to be pretty pog. We're going to talk about it more. We don't have a ton of time today. There's so mm -hmm. much that we want to talk, talk about today, but I mean, I think, uh, there's a reason why Joe made his bed today and that's because his sheets aren't clean anymore after seeing that article. 
I, I really is good. Nothing. I make an inappropriate joke on the show. <laughs> that's I was just, waiting for Joe's upper level. For Joe's reaction. I was I was waiting for Joe's reaction. God I re receives it. that. God damn it. Okay. I, I honestly like it, it's cool in like a weird indirect way where it's like, OK, cool. These teams are actually like showing that we can we can have tournaments outside the league and, and have little events to put on in the offseason. I, I just want more of this. I want, you know, let's let's have a Dallas Houston rivalry match in the offseason. Let's have some of these, you know, fun exhibition style tournaments in, in certain regions to get get things going in, in these dry spells. I think that that's a good idea. I, it doesn't really matter to me that it's in China and I don't know. Okay. Really. Yeah. For me, it's Paul just Mel like, doesn't care about China confirmed. Yeah. He's over. Um, maybe he'll vote for the right kind of the next time. Um, but maybe I'll just vote. <laughs> the, the, what I will say is give me all the overwatch I want. I, I'm just like, yeah, give me some overwatch. Give me some good overwatch. It's, um, Especially for someone that doesn't really enjoy that much of the World Cup shenanigans, it's like it's already getting like you're antsy. you're that like interested in this. That kind no, of no. I mean that that okay. So let's say you went on a really long run through the forest, okay. and then you're like, "Wow, this is way longer than I thought." I definitely didn't didn't bring any drinks, and then. Mm like you're like oh my god i got lost and then six hours later you come home and there's like just a, a measly glass of water on the sink that shit tastes good my dude that's basically like because we, we haven't seen any overwatch um in the any good overwatch for a long time seemingly already i i take everything i can dude i like, guess i mean so, we had this last year and i don't remember you like being all that like excited for the guangzhou charge soul dynasty show match oh like, i i don't care about the cub i care just care about seeing some overwatch dude okay so you are saying that uh the overwatch world cup was not quality overwatch. scratching that itch no 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 okay no quality over. Korea didn't win. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, there we go. I just need to make sure. <laughs> Joe's sold out against China. Yiska doesn't care if Korea doesn't win. That's that's your definitions of quality Overwatch. I don't know. This is, yeah. I, so I, I think I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cool. Give me more stuff. We yeah. should we should have these events planned. Mm -hmm. Every two weeks from the time that Overwatch League ends to when it begins. Spread out evenly over the franchises so it's not like you have teams playing every week and there's no offseason, of course. But yeah. if four Chinese teams can agree to be here and do this thing, then I have a hard yeah. time believing that you know we can't see more. I mean, even last year we saw the, the California Cup, right, with uh, sure. what was it, Valiant in San Francisco. I was yeah, there. LA, I know. Gladiators just chilling out. You know, I know. Not poor invited. gladiators. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was weird. Yeah. So, but I was there for that. And I couldn't see a dang thing. I was at the venue. Couldn't see a mm -hmm. dang thing, but it's still fun to be around. And, yeah. uh, are there no preseason cups in American sports? <laughs> preseason anything in American sports. Not Jesus happening. Christ. We we cut like we're we're cutting preseason games to add more regular season games. Mm. 
I mean that that I wouldn't mind that if the off season so, was yeah, just so slower, just shorter. Like, yeah, right now, uh, preseason stuff, um, all star stuff, Pro Bowl stuff, whatever. Largely a giant uh, raffle. Waffle. Yeah. I would say, like, Overwatch League teams are already starting to practice very soon or already have for a while. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it would be too terrible for them to mix in, like, a, a weekend event. But just like, you know, the good old IEMs or whatever. Yeah. And... Um, I think that would certainly fill the preseasons. We in at least in Germany, we have like something that's called the League Cup before the um, the league starts. That was always you know like a nice. Nobody really super cares, but it, it's a nice it's primer like an for the season. Yeah, because you, you kind of say okay, if the team that yeah. wins this cup is not unlikely to. Um, to do, do well, well in the season, maybe. sure. And and then also, <laughs> the fun thing is some of the teams actually uh, used to play um, uh, indoor football with some of their professionals. Even though nowadays they tuned it down because there was so much injuries. But it, that was also like we. I remember when I was a, was a football fan. Like I, I basically watched it every weekend. I remember being very upset when there was no football on. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't even mind like a preseason, like you're saying, like a, a preseason tournament just to get, you know, it out there. I think it would do way better than 2019's preseason where it was just like, yeah, the teams are going to scrim on stage, guys. It's going to be super yeah. cool. You get to watch your team practice. <laughs> Whoever decided to greenlight that idea and actually believe that these teams were going to showcase practice in front of their rivals and, and yeah. competitors on stage in front of a crowd was sorely sorely mistaken but but having an actual tournament with maybe something you know up for grabs nothing super serious yeah. but allowing them to come out and participate and, and try if you want to and if you don't then you know showcase some some of your players you know more interesting hero yeah. picks and you, you know to, let them let yeah. them enjoy it doesn't yeah, have to be super serious incentivize but, it yeah. to a level to make it look like they're not throwing sure mm. exactly that, and i don't yeah. think it takes that much to do that no. <laughs> mm -hmm. But Not on the flip side, you can't be like, now play the best you can, otherwise, yeah. and show all your strategies, otherwise Nate Nans are knocking down on your door. And you're real disappointed in you, son. You could do so much nice stuff if you were just creative with these solutions. Like, you mm -hmm. could, for instance, have a, an Atlantic Cup and, like, a Pacific Cup, and it's played in the preseason, and then the winner gets, like, the, their emblem on the trophy of the sure. Overwatch League at the end. Something like I mean, this, right? I don't, I don't even know if I'd even tie it with that, but maybe have like a, a rivalry match at All-Stars and there's a separate cup where there you then you put your emblem on this separate, you know, mm. you know, call it whatever you want. Um, have that cup, but just, just kind of separate it so it's not like, oh, well, you know, I, I want to incentive, you know, I want these players to, it, it seems messy to kind of tie the two things together, but keep them separate and and just make it kind of fun and and interesting and and maybe even change up the rule set who knows like let it yeah, let yeah. it just be its own thing yeah i don't know yeah. but just map you know have it would be dope like sure just, just let allowed completely to throughout the format single elimination you know whatever mm. it doesn't matter just just mm. let them have fun with it and, hey biotab biotab remember that time when the la valiant defeated the san francisco shock three to one in santa Ana for the cali cup i'm just saying <sighs> Just saying, it's not always a landslide. Like it's it's a funny joke now, but let's go. 
know your results. Sorry. That was made me angry. Shanghai <laughs> Masters. Um, we're not going to talk about prize pools this week. We're going to talk about the Overwatch sure. League 2020 prize pools. Uh, but there's plenty of time to do that. But I do want to talk about strength of schedule a little bit because mm-hmm. this was uh, something pretty interesting Eric had kind of brought to our attention, and uh, I want to talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we've got a nice little spreadsheet here demonstrating strength of schedule. And for some reason, this isn't refreshing, so I'm going to refresh it. But. I mean, we, we definitely have to make some caveats about strengths of schedule, meaning that they are probably predicated on uh, the prior information that we have. What else would you go on? Uh, Eric doesn't have a time machine and is giving us like what the teams will look like at the end of uh, season three. And then I suppose you're also bringing up with that the graphic of the travel miles. That is, of course, assuming that teams will stay in the, or will have their home base in their uh, respective regions. I can already tell you some teams won't be doing that, especially the European teams. I strongly um, think that they will probably be somewhere on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I think Washington would be a good location just because they have five home stands around the city anyway, and um, the travel from there is not that terrible. I'm not sure about housing prices and whatnot. That certainly has to, would have to be con- uh, calculated as well. You probably want to be sort of local to other teams in order to um, make scrimming possible, uh, just with, with time zones as well as um, ping issues. So... Um, yeah, it's it's very. I would be shocked if London and Paris actually scrim from Europe. I think that would be, be yeah. that would be season ending. Just would make sense. I wouldn't yeah. say season ending, but it just logistically wouldn't make sense. You have to go yeah. and get players that already have P one visas, if I'm even using that term correctly, um, in the United States to get the equivalent in Europe. Move the team to Europe, find housing in Europe. It, it just and then obviously practice schedules uh, wouldn't line up. Uh, ideally so yeah it logistically just doesn't make sense but yeah i mm-hmm. would i would agree it's pretty surprising if anybody actually goes ahead and, and actually does that let's uh let's take a look at some of the teams that do stand out i think we'll focus on just like the first nine weeks because that's for the uh the mid-season tournament sure and uh one of one of the teams that really kind of stood out as as being pretty interesting is washington justice right so mm-hmm. yiska said <laughs> Yitzka said before the show, he goes, I could walk how far Washington Justice have to travel <laughs> in season three. And he's not wrong. They also have a strong strength of schedule in um, the first nine, right? I mean, they're looking at playing Philadelphia, Houston, Paris, London, Boston, New York, Toronto, Philadelphia, Florida. I think that's nine. Uh, so big things, I mean, Florida, Paris, Boston, uh, yeah, yeah, S- Toronto. Mm-hmm. So really interesting to look how a Washington team could actually do, uh, quite well. And they, and they have four homestands on the back end. Yeah. So I would say. At some point, we will have a special episode about infrastructure of teams and just like infrastructural setup. 
I can already say you tell you there's one team in the Overwatch League that blew me away with their inf structural setup. Where it was like I was thinking like, okay, this would be dope if we had this in five years. And they're like, nah, 2020, bro. <laughs> like that shit is litty. What? And yeah, at at some point we will have that talk. Um, but certainly that that will be a super sick. Um, a super sick, uh, just like um, situation to talk about. Just, just to, to compare because I think it will be very important uh, in terms of how the experiences for your team, the experiences for other teams at your at your places, for sure. and uh, that will be very important uh, towards um, the upcoming years i would even say like we, we know for instance with philly like they have they are building their own arena i don't mm -hmm. think that's finished next year um but like stuff like this then just like travel accommodations uh what what are the practice um environments like for all these teams i think this will be so big as a as a, as a thing where i could realistically see because i i think valiant managerially are doing so much correct I could easily see them being carried by that to a mid-season, uh, to a um, play-in um, spot if they were the ones to get it, nail it all down and others to completely fail, right? I, I mm. could totally see that mattering more than uh, relative talent of the roster. Yeah. I guess that's fair. I, I think a lot of strength of schedule discussion tends to come from traditional sports and i don't I, I i do see the value of it within you know especially 2020 because it is such a you know a watershed moment for overwatch esports in general like this technically could be the first year that you know overwatch league exists because it kind of is finally realizing what it wanted to be in the first place um you know last mm -hmm. night i talked with a couple people on, on on another podcast and and really it was like an alpha and a beta and now we're finally getting like a a release of overwatch league the game right and and travel is definitely going to play a role but when we look at esports in general and this is something that you kind of uh really opened my eyes to and i was highly skeptical of it but uh, upon further you know investigation to other esports you know it is very short term if you want to win most of the time your your roster long term doesn't necessarily uh correlate to being successful right if you have a long-term roster it's not um how how you can progress that roster and and grow these players that doesn't necessarily always indicate success in, in titles one so strength of schedule for me really is about the travel rather than like okay well we think atlanta's good you know we think washington's mm, bad sure. we think boston's bad we think florida's bad that mm. constantly is changing you know we look at like mm. league of legends right the the world you know league of legends world finalist winner fpx is team from China that nobody had expected most people didn't even predict to win the finals didn't mm. exist a couple years ago right and now they're mm. world's winner yeah uh, and a title holder yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense in terms of a strength of schedule argument um but mm. with you know franchise leagues that are going to be geolocated and travel around the world yeah travel's definitely going to play a role in that but I wonder and this is going to be you know a, a fun experiment to see with the Overwatch like how much is it going to matter how much is it going to matter versus mm. relative strength of of a roster on a patch yeah. and at any given moment so yeah. I'm glad it's going to be that. it's going to be cool because I I I do believe I think I am probably on the far end of the spectrum in thinking that 
travel distance, comparative travel distance are going to have very little effect overall on the fact over the fact of that the fact that teams are just traveling period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean it, travel distance is probably not the the most important metric. It's just like travel circumstances. Sure. What is what is your like how much practice can you get on the road and that might yep like if you have good management or just also very good partners in your mm. in your schedule like you might have way better practice than a team that doesn't have to practice nearly as much just because uh, sorry travel nearly as much just because um they have bad environments and i can tell you the environments already at the home sense were not that great with the exception yep. i think of the last one obviously um wasn't the same arena but was pretty uh, close sure. to everyone um but like from the machines that they were playing on to the monitors to the desks to you know it, it maybe wasn't as bad as world cup but it was pretty close yeah i don't i think home stands in almost all cases should be seen as a, probably a plus one to the fanfares you'd expect for a normal homestand, sure. but a minus one for like amenities and mm -hmm. uh, that type of thing. Like, I think, I think that the, the, the teams definitely tried to hype up more the, we're one of four people who get to do this this year. And mm -hmm. so we're going to make it fanfares and have games and bands and, you know, events and make a thing of it. Where I'm not saying they won't do that in the future, but like the there was a little bit of an afterthought of like whatever, dudes, fly to Dallas, suck it up, and uh, mm. you know whatever. Hope here's... you can find practice. You know, like I, I'm yeah. still convinced that we're gonna see like we're you know a, a post on competitive Overwatch of somebody going to their local land cafe in in let's say you know pick a pick a random city and like yeah. oh wow the team's here it's crazy like they say they're practicing wow yeah. that's that's super cool like there's amongst the local crowd and it's like don't, is that really what don't that hosting what you want? teams have to provide practice facilities for visiting teams i would assume but i i don't know i don't know if that's honest. in their transitionary season documents but i know that long term the idea was that the venues actually need to hold practice all the teams sure need need to need to hold practice areas for the home team and visiting teams edison mm. confirmed by the way for atlanta pog we'll talk nice. about that in a second yeah um but yeah uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot more we could discuss with strength to schedule, sure. but now I kind of want to hold off and find out where some of these European teams where are the... playing. Mm. Um, at least, yeah. But there's also, I don't, need, I don't even know what patch we're playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't even know what the, some of the rosters are looking like, and I think that again probably indicates more of the strength of schedule rather than a point that you brought up, you know, very, uh, you know, astutely. Like there is a diminishing return on how much you're traveling versus just you traveling. You traveling is is added stress, period. But how long you're traveling there, I'm I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, a break point where it's like there's there's really not yeah. much difference traveling four to five hours or, or, you know, three to six hours. Right. If you're doing a 12 hour travel. Yeah, of course, that's going to kill you. But I, I don't know if necessarily anybody's yeah. going to be doing that kind of trip. So. Sure. The one thing that I I hear that we don't have to worry about is Overwatch 2 just like appearing in our season. 
from what I'm hearing, um, it's very unlikely to be released before December 2020, just okay. because, um, like, we also have to sort of eye that the new console um, generation is coming out, right? Sure. And I don't think that um, we have, uh, like, we can expect that to run Overwatch 2. And for yeah. them to hold out, I don't think they want to release it on the other platforms. So it would mm -hmm. probably either be December 2020 or even May 2021. I think that's that's the best news I've heard all week, to be completely honest. Um, if there's very little reason to believe that this isn't going to just intrude in the midseason and just be like, hey, guys, we're going to move titles. Not that that matters, no. but we're moving. And here that are these heroes. No, no, no. We, we had that confirmed at BlizzCon that. All of 2020 Thank Overwatch God. League was going to play on Overwatch 1. Mm, fabulous. The big, here's the big concern, though, why I don't, I'm not, I'm optimistic in, I believe, in the good Lord Jeff Kaplan and co, that they'll do right by this, but I just hope that the team isn't so focused on getting Overwatch 2 out that they all of a sudden, like, ignore balance and content for Overwatch 1. Yeah. For a bad time, my dude. I don't know. You get I, one hero until then is what I'm hearing. Even then, hero, like, our hero, do we need more heroes if we just see more um, aggressive balance changes? I think that's no, one way of balancing, right? You can add more tools or you can rework the tools. Yes, you can rework the tools. Exactly. Like, for instance, we just have certain heroes that aren't in the active hero pool. Yeah. By making them relevant, it sort of feels like... Like, for instance, just imagine Soldier becoming good again. That mm -hmm. is a new hero then. Yeah. Right? Give me Harry Hook right now. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's where I'm at. Like, even then, like... How... I, pro you're probably sick of seeing it by now, but I'm like, oh, cool. Bastion is, a, like, a playable uh, hero. Mm -hmm. And I mean, how long has it been since we've seen Bastion do anything but meme? You know, we saw Symmetra for a few yeah. weeks. We've saw like there's there's ways that I think that you can still make Overwatch mm. fun to play, rotate mm -hmm. those heroes in a fun and interesting way without introducing new heroes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think more heroes are uh, a little bit more fun unless they're doing like major reworks. Two yeah. heroes and offend is you know essentially like what like Symmetra's been through like three major reworks, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? We're like, have you have you guys seen some like classic footage of Symmetra like right when the game launched? I mean, that, yeah, what was Symmetra is completely turrets? different. It was yeah. yeah you give you give crazy. permanent shielding to an ally. You have a projected ultimate that gives shields in an area that you know somebody has to hunt down and kill like. And, and that's the weird thing too. That's that's a, that's a whole another point is that now we have a completely different game we're playing. We're playing with Rollock and enabled. So mm. now we can actually go back and look at that and say, well, was that imbalanced now? Like if we right. apply that to this side of the game, how does that work? And I think that now that we finally have like a a, a stable point to to kind of balance from, I think Blizzard. Yeah, there, I, I feel like there's room to go back and, and take a, a a look at some of those old patches and, and say, hey, maybe this was the better choice for Rolock and <clears> revert <throat> it. Bring back uh, the full Bastion shield. No, okay. That's well, let's, 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 I get, it. You I get know. what you're saying. You want more Bastion shields. Got it. Just immunity. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like this concept of this hero that they scratched uh, along uh, going along Overwatch. 
mm. where there's like a robot ninja that throws these ninja stars and can reflect uh yeah. enemy ultimates you know you know what i'm talking about like i think hero? his name's like ganji or something ganja yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. he wears a hoodie he's gonna be out in overwatch too <laughs> oh really streetwear yeah. or something new, like new is hero, it like a fashion new guy? hero in overwatch too there's some concept oh, image i think in the weird. past some concept videos huh. i think we saw him in a cinematic and then we just like never saw oh, was him. he was he the guy that we, was like yelling the things and we we never saw him no that was hanzo uh, oh. we, we never really saw him. And then at BlizzCon this year, they showed uh -huh. us, uh, the, the I must have missed it. That's I, yeah, I completely just missed him there. That was weird. Yeah. And I, and I would I, love to see him with his, uh, buddy, you know, there's this, this big ape that uh -huh. has this projected barrier and he can jump on targets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Did you say shielding? I don't think Damn. we need more shields, buddy. Yeah, what well, you need to shield. It's a very short shield. We, we're good. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Sigma nope, has a short no shield zone. I don't know. I don't know if more shielding is what we need. I don't think we need a some weird monkey hero that drops a shield or something. I don't know if we need that in, in current year. You know? I think that's what Hammond is supposed to be. True. That's very true. Leaks. true. Didn't didn't necessarily work out. I did it. Leaks. Well, I mean, I guess. But all right. Ge Genji Hammond Winston meta. Yes, please. All into my Genji eyeballs. Genji Hammond Winston. To be fair, Hammond's not necessarily a meta, right? Uh, solid. Yeah, I would say like one of those like fringe picks. Well, yeah. it's, it's kind of like what May used to be. Remember back in the old days where you just run what May, Diva, and just like stall out mm. points forever. Remember uh, those yeah, days? Yeah. You'd run May, Diva, Tracer, Anubis B. Yeah, everybody stalls out till overtime. And... Yeah, Hanamura was awful. Yeah, that one was bad too. Mm. Anyways, uh, this flashback brought to you by patreoncom slash crowds. <laughs> if you don't want us to talk about it anymore, you can have a say by uh, supporting. I think they the want show. to talk. About, I I would imagine that was great content, and people want us to talk about that more. I thought yeah, <laughs> I had fun. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about some of the roster moves and there's, there's a lot of roster moves. And even then, as the show goes on, we yeah. tried to delay the show a few hours and we just like, they just <laughs> moved the back, they moved back the announcements to when we were uh, doing it. Whereas if we were doing the show at our normal time, we wouldn't have gotten any of these leaks. So, uh, still processing, processing, processing a lot of moves last week though. Um, if you're keeping track at home. Let's just take a look at how many moves happened this last week. Since the seventh, uh, we're looking at thirty-six. No, sorry, thirty something. Thirty. We're gonna say thirty-one. Thirty-one. Uh, kind of a an offset question with with post just a general postseason in esports. Would I would it be incorrect to say that fans are like doubled down in terms of like crazy postseason moves because of how exciting it is? And it's like, oh, is my team going to stay the same? Oh, they didn't. Oh, they did. Like, do you feel like the, the fans in general have like bought into teams or players a little bit more once they've survived more and more postseason as fans? Does that make sense? Mm. No one get out. Uh, I, I wonder if that if that actually happens. I see it a good amount in like League of Legends where it's just like super interesting for them. Like everything's changing with Overwatch. It's kind of hard to see the excitement or just like the 
the involvement of the community and like the the changes i think for overwatch we have our own like offshoot problems with with off-season changes but um i i wonder if there's like a a correlation in terms of involvement as a fan the more you've survived uh, an off-season and, and mm-hmm. the more interest you show in it because of how how kind of reinvigorated you are with whatever even though it, it, it's just an emotional trigger right like either if, if it's good or if it's bad like it, it makes you feel something about the league or the game and i don't know if that that there's anything there about that but yeah just a weird weird offshoot question philosopher joe we should do a segment called philosopher joe trust me they don't come often i don't even know if that one was coherent so i mean i I didn't follow but that's fair usually it's because i'm an idiot so we (laughs) we just you know kind of so there's, there's a few questions keep in mind that these spreadsheets are pretty much updated within a couple hours So if something has changed in the last two hours, like I don't think we have Edison is confirmed, Mirror is confirmed, um, but I'm also hosting the show. I can't do it all. Okay, <laughs> can't do it all. Fair enough. Um, so we're gonna go, we're gonna go in order. This is in, in the order of most exciting. This is just kind of in the order that we had set, and then of course we'll we'll discuss hopefully everything. Uh, Shanghai Dragons resign. DM Gaguri Luffy da ding. Just kidding, Joe. <laughs> ding and Dia release coma. How you feel, Joe? Um, DM makes sense. Gaguri, I I don't know. I I hope that they actually use her. If not, then it kind of feels bad. I don't know. Um, she's very much like tied to their brand. But I, I, I would like to see her play if, if they can find like a, a, a space for her. If not, then it's it just feels kind of like why? I don't know. Like, it, it just feels weird to me. Like, I'm all about like, get get the, you know, get the get the females in there and let them play and and all that. But it just feels kind of bad to just see her just sit on the bench and just kind of be a poster girl. It just feels not very good. Um. Luffy makes sense. Ding makes sense. Dia, I think it's done a two-way. It's fine. Coma uh, is a little... I was never super high on. Um, really? Even back to KDP. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Not super jazzed about, but I guess it depends on the replacement. Do you like so, Lee Jigong? We'll so the, so the, the, per, the prevailing rumor is Lee Jigong on uh, that main support role. Is that making you feel better? Yeah. I think Lee Jigon's very, very solid. Um, I I wonder how much difference there'll be um, in just in terms of a backline, because obviously Luffy and Koma have played together for, for a considerable amount of time. I, I don't know if there will be any kind of synergy issues. I, I can't imagine that those that those two roles in a vacuum have too much to... I mean, obviously they have a lot to do with each other, but do you need synergy to, to be successful? Um, do you need to be a pair if if that makes sense? Um, I, yeah, I think Lee Jay gone. I would I would take that over. Yeah, I, I I would say that that's a good addition. In general, kind of um, makes me scared for what uh, Florida will eventually end up with um, <laughs> in terms of roster. Um, can I can I just put something out there that is based not? I don't even know if it's based in reality. Okay. Sure. Uh, imagine if they sign Fate to that main tank role, 
Mm-hmm. And then they bring in Hotba for that off tank role. Yeah, I, I think it's solid. You've got a lot of parity. They have um, two off tanks. Yeah, Envy and Giggory, technically. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking I, about Florida I, no. Mayhem. Oh, oh, you mean Florida? Oh, because you said okay. you just said Florida yeah, Mayhem, yeah, yeah, right? I didn't black sure, out. Sure, did sure. I just black out? Am I dead? No, 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 no. Am I, I good? Am I, you am were, I here? Went I'm back here. to okay. Shanghai. Yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah. We're on Florida so. Mayhem for a second. You talked about Florida Mayhem, so you've got yeah, Fate sure. rumored as main tank, but you have Karian and Gargoyle mm. as main yeah. and off right now. But if Fate joins, could you imagine Fate and Hoppa? Um, that's a good question, right? Like. I was never a fan of Hotba. I'm going to tell you that right now. Even, even if he had, you know, a little bit of a renaissance in season two, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's I one know. of those flex tank players that lost a lot with Rolock because he was a little bit more flexible in terms of roles. So rumor yeah, is he can Walmart stay Shoyogan. or leave Guangzhou. <laughs> That's the rumor. Nice. So it's it's kind of up to him. Mm. Nice. Superposition, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just I am not that high on him as a okay. player. I think they're better flex tanks. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. Then again, I, I would also s- bringing up at an this idea point ever again. No, like <laughs> the just kidding. The thing is, I, I still stand by. Uh, there's enough Western talent still available on the market that you could make a better yeah hybrid team. Um, than mm-hmm. uh, only Korean team, but they have already said that they don't have the uh, the capabilities to handle Florida, a roster like no that. There's no way so. Florida is gonna is is there. They've got seven Korean players on their squad. Yeah, I, no I think it was just more in general. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit, pedal, was... quit peddling your propaganda, <laughs> Yiska. He's <laughs> sneaking in those mixed roster. Biases. Do you again. want me to link it in the show notes? I'll link your article in the show notes. <laughs> no, it's it's. <clears throat> I still think like if you think about the agents that are available, especially especially on the off tank role, mm-hmm. um, I think the westerns are just better uh, than than the uh, Korean counterparts right now because of the World Cup results, yeah. right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Only because wild. of that. Um, which shifted the power i get it so yeah hmm what do we okay. see sorry we're back we're back to shanghai though uh any any other thoughts i mean the big thing here right now is rumored uh stand one from legion is going to be the main tank for that group mm-hmm. and if if that rumor is not true they don't have a main tank right now yeah, I, I I like if we're gonna speculate on that rumor, it it doesn't feel too much, like it doesn't feel like that much more of an upgrade over over Gomsu. Um, if anything, I I kind of worry about if there is a veteran presence, if there is kind of a leader in that team. I I don't know. It's it's Fleta. tough to say. Yeah, something something about Fleta doesn't make me uh doesn't doesn't instill Fleta faith, ran. and something about him doesn't you know, scream vocal leader within a team. Yeah. It's also, man, I was so hyped for Shanghai. Like, they looked like they were getting there, right? Mm. And now it's like they re-signed, or, yeah, re-signed both of their off-tanks. Sure. <sighs> Resident Sleeper, like, they have, um, 
letting Coma go, uh, I, I think he would have been great as a second support uh, behind Lee Jagon. They definitely needed an upgrade. You know, they, on... the only no, you know they can only have 12 players, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. like, I mean, they've got space. Gregory, they've got space. Gregory, but goodbye, Envy. Because they've already got five DPS players and then putting in four uh, support players means you've got three left for tank. You've already got Gaguri and Envy. Yeah, again, I wouldn't have resigned them. Um, I would have, have resigned uh, Envy. No, probably not. No, no. At least if the void rumor prevails. Yeah, or, that is. Or, or even if it's no does, way, right? Or even if it does. So what if if void, if void is not true? If it's not true that void is going to Shanghai, how could it be true? How could it be true at this point? Are they going to have three off tanks? I'm not here to coach a team. I'm here to host a podcast, okay? <laughs> that would, I don't know, that would almost certainly mean some of them are switching roles, and that is even more of a bong hit than what they're already doing. So, Ooh, so what is the word? Like, When was the last time we heard about Void? I'm going to find out for you right now. Shut up, chat. Mm -hmm. Sit down and shut up. But man, like DM Ding Fleda DPS OW Beacon on November fifth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. by the way. So, if anybody's watching on the video, I know cameras and video and stuff like that is a little bit weird. Uh, you'll get over it though. Just listen to it on audio. It'll sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> It's a podcast, not a podcast. Yeah. It's true. Unless you're on Twitch, hey, subscribe here. <laughs> I think, honestly, if you think about it, right, the mm. substance was all there. Like, Legion gone rumored. Sure. You get a better flex support. I don't care about Izaki that much. No. Um, neither Luffy. You have three sweet uh, DPS. Maybe you even get a. F I mean, you have Dia. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, this guy goes down fully Dia's, to contenders. Yeah, Dia's two way, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, he's no longer two way in my in my fantasy. You know, <laughs> not allowed in my dreams. He's he's, he's contenders player basically. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the three that they have are fine. You you want well, a force? Is that what you're leading into? You want like yeah, a fourth probably. DPS? Yeah. 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 Really? What are you concerned about? Um, well, mainly I would... So far, it's it's kind of hard to predict, but Ding is very niche, I feel like, and Fleda is not 100% like pop-off. Sure. I'm ve much more confident in DM. Who is 100% yeah. pop-off, by the way? DM. DM. Okay. Um, okay. I think... He will he will at least have one more great season mm -hmm. the way he has developed. Um if you could have gotten another DPS just to uh seal that one off, maybe a great DPS like now now Glister's on, on Spitfire, now we're furthermore dispersed. It's like we're we're spreading the, like the the dragon bolts all over the fucking planet again. <laughs> Like, come but, on, but that's man. the problem is you, if you collect them all, I don't think the team works. You gotta have See, 
You gotta have them. You gotta you gotta spread them out. I don't. We, I don't we know. We had if... our Korean super team. It was season one, London Spitfire. See, see, like it. It would be so amazing to just like you know seven Dragon Balls, and then just like have Tia on the contenders team. Just be Shao Zhu there. Go away. Nobody cares. <laughs> I need. I need to watch Dragon Ball. Oh Jesus Christ! He didn't have a childhood. I didn't. Parents loved me, made me go outside, play sports. This guy actually was born 10 years old. I don't, I don't watch my first anime until I was 22, okay? Jesus Christ. Nice. Are you, are you okay, Joe? Yeah, I'm just trying not to spit my water everywhere on camera. Jeez. All right, you guys are jerks. It's just funny. Uh, let's talk about the fissure rumors. Fissure. Rumored to be going to the Vancouver Titans. It's like, bro, it, it it makes sense to me that this would somehow be the play that Vancouver wants to do. They're like, bro, you know, you know who's sick. You remember that guy who retired because of reasons, and and you disregard his his past and and, and the things that happened. You know, wouldn't it be dope to just th throw some cash at him and, and just put him in our team? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to say the same thing I said to Soul. I think this is dumb. Um, it, it doesn't matter. I think in general, if you've, if you've got a foot out of, if you've got a foot out the door, then you, you're, your head's not completely in it. Uh, I just don't think this is smart at all. Here's, here's the, the idea, right? Can Fissure stop with his menstrual pause till Mac comes online if they're actually getting Mac. And then that's actually a good move, right? Can you make it three-fourths through the season? Or will he flank on another team? How is this kid getting contracts? Like, come on, man. Because How he's many good more teams player. Then you have to build a team around the him. Time. You can't just plug him in. You know why he's getting a contract, though. That's yeah, such a bad question. We just don't agree ask. with it. He's just a good, he's a good player. And when he's played well, he's played probably Very above well. the best main tanks in the entire Overwatch League. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. Above? See, and, and At not or above. above. At or above. I wouldn't say it. Like, it's, it, the problem is in aggregate is someone that pops up three months, uh, three-fourths of the season, and then leaves you out when it matters the most is not something that in inspires confidence in me. No. Like, just... I, I agree, what? he's... But I don't know what... What do you think you have figured out that yeah, teams so. like Soul, especially mm -hmm. Soul, and, um, and Gladiators Spitfire and Spitfire... And Dude, this guy is just like that. Was a baller uh, Reddit comment, by the way, about this. It's just like Fissure. The reason Fissure makes so many moves is because whenever his uh, his fanatics shirt sh starts peeling, he's just like, oh, that, that I need a new one. Let's switch. <laughs> so, Let's switch teams. That's, that's pretty good. smart. That's actually a really good first time I've ever applauded uh, a Reddit comment. That's nice. But besides that fact, at the same time, like for Fisher to come out, it has to, there had to have been a conversation that say, this is, the, this is your last chance, dude. You want to go out and retire on this shit? Then, then fine. Don't come back here. But if you want to play on the big stage, we're giving you a shot 
as the main tank on the second place team, Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And that 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 conversation could not have gone any other way than, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I'll do my best, sir. Here's the name of my first born child, sir. Here is where they will be born. Here is where I will be 24-7. Thank you, sir. I'm excited to play for you, sir. Let's go. Reality. Oh, yeah, by the way, Halo Thoughts. Here is the team. Here are the players that all the Overwatch League teams are signing. Let me say it on stream as well. 2-2-2 coming. 2-2-2 coming. Come on, man. This guy is a leaker, is toxic, and doesn't make it through a season. This guy should not be getting another contract. Yeah. Unless, like, I think there was way... There's too much brain put into these players that that in these orgs for that talk to go that way. I don't I don't trust that in the slightest. So you don't think Fisher's going to Vancouver? No, no. I mean, that, it very well could be that he's that, going to yeah. Vancouver. I just think it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Simple as that. I said I said the same thing with Soul. I'm like, you better have a backup. Well, or you better have a ton of faith in this. This this system is going to work. I think. Fissure could come back and find success if you build a team around him. He is not somebody you can just plug into some other system and just expect things to go swimmingly. The second they start losing, things are going to start to pop off. Dude, I, just like I they always have. Here's, here's always, the trick, though, Joe. Don't lose. That? Just don't lose. Forehead, that's a big make, brain make play. Make a team that doesn't lose. Who knows what the San Francisco shock would be like if they started losing? I suppose. I would have taken Alpha any day over over the prospects of Fisher, for instance. I'm af- I'm afraid that people are going to mistake the comments I've made in the last ten to fifteen minutes as an advocate for Fisher on the Vancouver Titans. So let me take a brief moment to educate you on the point of a exciting, invigorating podcast differentiating views. Do you know how often we talk about things on the show and bring up other, other ideas that we don't necessarily personally agree with? Mm -hmm. Think about that. I think you're breaking the fourth wall here a little bit. Think about that before you start typing in YouTube, you chubby cheek, blonde hair, Brown, oh, that's me. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was just describing me for a second. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. No. But anyways, we're here. All right. Anyways. I don't know. So for for me, like, there, I cannot believe, if this rumor is true, I cannot believe that the, either the lowest contract ever on top of the biggest, yes, sir, I'm sorry, sir, conversation ever makes this true. Yeah. Besides, uh, like it or not, Bumper is not an Overwatch League caliber main tank. As fanboy triggering as it is, apparently. I'm, dropped, that is. I'm, I'm going to drop kick the next person that says that Bumper was in the top five tank in Overwatch League in season two. Just drop him. Tank, overall tank, or main tank? Main tank. Wow. Way to backpedal. There it is. Yiska, the backpedaler. <laughs> no, I wanted to say main tank. I don't know if. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no I, I think that is that is very clearly the case. 
and yeah. this bumper feeding idea is a bit overplayed. I don't think that held up. The power of a copy pasta, man. It's just the power yeah. of a copy pasta. <laughs> that that's the that's the hilarity of internet memes, right? Like it starts out as a meme, and everyone is in on the joke, mm -hmm. and then it spreads, and then. Even the guys that were in on the joke are not so sure anymore that it is a joke because it's repeated so often, and then it becomes gospel. Mm -hmm. I feel like... personally attacked by your statement. <laughs> I expect so... a public formal apology. <laughs> similar, similar to what Fisher had to do to get on this squad. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. He said on Reddit Sorry, and sir. actually made those memes. Yes. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Uh, okay. So, Fisher, we talked about it. Uh, mirror confirmed for gladiators. That's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, paintbrush still rumored, not confirmed yet. But, uh, how are we looking here? So you've got Birdring and Mirror as your DPS duo. OGE and Space as your DPS duo. Big Goose and Shaz as your, um, support duo. That's actually worse than that last season. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Based yeah. on which positions? DPS. Um, Probably DPS. Support line remained the same, right? Um, yeah, support line remains the same. OGE feels like... I don't know. Fine. That's, a, that's, a, that's another big question mark for me. It's not quite Fissure, but... Yeah. That's that's a that's a big one. I and think you I'll guys, tell you. I don't know if you're being purposefully low on mirror or not, but come on, I'm. I, don't I, I will say, okay, wow, this is baiting a Reddit clip. Just on clip, I would be very surprised if this kid isn't banned for a couple of games. Hmm. Interesting. Like it, it, they, they, I'm sure people mirror. have scrims. Yeah, had yeah. scrim screenshots and things that uh, that happened. It's not like okay. Let, let me say this: I don't I don't know anything about boosting. That is not the insinuation I'm making here, right? No, it's um, I I would be very surprised, and I will also say, whoever is doing those checkups didn't do that job correctly in that case. Well, a lot of these are still pending league approval, right? Do you think this is the first player that gets a little bit more uh, time looked at in terms of uh, their their league application? Like, I, I, maybe. I will also say, um, I, I don't know if I'm even saying anything new here. I think that's hmm. f fairly widely known that... Um, like just think through the through the team um history that this player mm -hmm. has had and what kind of scandals he was involved in and i'm still flabbergasted by what the players got away with and if you go down that road i think you will arrive very clearly at a at a place where um mm -hmm. that is all public knowledge already and nobody seems to be able either aware or um talking about it even even that in that sense, like I've heard good things about Azaria. I haven't, you know, seen this kid play much in the way of, you know, different heroes. So, you know, to to bring it back on course. 
uh, pairing him up with bird ring doesn't instill me with a lot of faith that it like it did with sure for I, I, I feel I, like the success of this team correlates so strongly to how well bird ring performs that yeah i'm gonna, gonna drop kick somebody why why trust a player who basically just reportedly or rumored to you know just completely bail on a playoff caliber team that looked like they were gonna do good is it the team? Is it him? I don't know. But are you really going to put your faith in that? I, I would hope that there's I'm another signing I'm coming. I'm definitely not putting my faith in the coaching staff of the London Spitfire to be able to keep a player like Birdring and his sure. mindset. And we'll, we'll just say his attitude to mm -hmm. keep that in check. Sure. But I do know of a man named Depay with a very broad shoulder. And uh, a very strong rumor to run a tight ship to if somebody's going to reel him in, he might be one of the few in Overwatch League who's just. Possibly. Uh, I certainly hope so, because if that's if, if that's your if that's the play, then I, I hope you I, I hope you can do something that these other teams haven't because it, it, it does not. Yeah, not, not not my not my favorite team. We'll put it like that. I would I would do a Lord bet around bird ring if we could somehow quantify oh, yeah. it yeah i think just, i think you, i would you set up the you set up the things and we'll have to decide on on what the, the basis is all right it's all in the details fair enough we'll see <laughs> all right we're not doing that now though i don't know we'll no. just uh... we'll have to think we'll have to think on on where we want to place gladiators before uh the yeah. devil signs the contract uh yiska this one's just for you and only for okay. you here we go. Uh, the Soul Dynasty have signed the biggest Oof. brain in competitive Overwatch, Wizard Young, to a strategic coach position. Uh, yeah. Is this the best move that we've seen in Overwatch League this year <laughs> or the best move we've seen in Overwatch League of all years? Not that drop kick to the chest, it is. Um... <laughs> I don't know how much more softball you could you could underhand that one, John. So, <laughs> or is this like hey, I, I don't? Be a coach he, here. Here's the thing: like, it's at the point where I'm. I don't know if I want to say too much because I definitely want to be super, super, hundred percent sure on the things that I want to say. Sure. So, just won't for for the time being. But, but what if you did? What would that statement? I be? will say. I like in general the moves that Soul made. Why did you lie to me, man? Like, why did they have to lie to me, man? <laughs> like, so when Prophet Ingestion was signed, I said, like, oh, on Twitter, like, nobody else is, uh, like, it, it would be a shame if great talent go went to waste. Like, this, um, um, we, you definitely need more signings that back this up. And, <laughs> And the Soul Dynasty GM just responded with me and saying yes, saying yes. It would it would be a shame if we wasted that talent. And then you do that, dude. Like, come on, <laughs> really? And then you get those signings, and then you don't keep Glista seemingly. Are, so, are Man, you saying the signing of Wizard Young makes me. the players worse? Is that what you're saying? Worse, like it, it definitely decreases the potential that the players could have in yes. in comparison to other co strategic coaches in the scene. Yes, hundred percently. Okay, doesn't make them inherently worse, but it certainly no, no. doesn't make them necessarily no. better. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
dude you're taking in my you're mind, taking a head coach that again it's it's very tough to evaluate especially a first year of coaching but you know not a ton of positive track record past that uh, a coach that failed to form a team to participate in the meta granted we didn't know how long goats meta was going to last right we didn't know how long 3-3 was going to you know maintain an overwatch league i get that you couldn't adapt your team that you built to be successful until the very end i don't think that necessarily spells out success it doesn't doesn't have success written all over it so to to see him kind of move laterally almost to kind of like take a, a I wouldn't even know if if it's a pay grade drop, but, you know, going from a head coach to a strategic coach, obviously, is a hierarchical thing. But even then, I, I wonder if that actually means anything. Um, I, I, I really wonder why. What, like, maybe there's more to this. I have no idea. It just does not make much sense. It, like with all this time it, he also didn't convince me that he can even teach strategy or uh, and or tactics like his if you just look at someone like for instance okay let's say this how is it possible that you're a strategical genius and have Corey a talented player like him mm -hmm. be so terrible at his role for the longest yeah. time. And then you when you're the, no you longer involved... You mean the role star, Corey, by the way? The yeah, role star, amazing. Corey? Oh my god, that's another thing. Role? Sorry, okay. I, 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 had, to, I had to mean... <laughs> Sorry. So, you can tell I just like, make Yiska mad sometimes. <laughs> I just gotta poke the I, bear. I don't understand. Like, No, it doesn't make sense. At all. Curious. Also, please, don't say... He was the reason why they popped off in stage four. Zero reason to say that. Zero yeah. reason to say that. And um, man, I'm seething at this. Like, I'm really, really disappointed. Not just in that move, but overall the way that Seoul has steered so far. I mean, they, there's certainly signings that could up it against, but again, mm -hmm. but I think they're overall like where i had them in my mind and where their basis was laid i was so much higher and I, I i don't think they will be i don't think it's likely at this point just from their projection now to be better than they were last season no yeah i, I think you've lost I, I again i think it depends on what kind of supports they're they're going to go forward with but i can't i i don't think it just can be profit and gesture running you know the the ship i don't think two players can have that uh much impact on that um and i still have to have my i still question you know exactly how or, or how much mma you know the strategic or not the strategic coach but the assistant coach um former head coach of uh gen g moving into this like he has esports experience coming from like a starcraft background but i don't know if a couple seasons of contenders really prepares you for the overwatch league i i, I do kind of question that then signing wizard like at the at the base i'm not as mad about this as yeska is but i definitely like i'm not happy about it um I, I i question and worry in general with his track record but i do hold on to some sort of hope that you know if he is more you know data driven maybe this is a better fit for him I, i'm willing to give you know a second chance but i i seriously don't expect this to do 
uh, much in the way of uh, being successful. Um, but, but, you know, coaching is still pretty difficult to uh, wrap your head around. It's it's pretty nuanced and a lot of things going on behind the scenes. So it's tough to say, but all we can see is track record for the most part. Yeah. Not a ton of experience beforehand. And then you had the Washington Justice in season two. So I, and I, I will say positive. Even from the surface, if you look at his pre-Overwatch League record, mm -hmm. if you look at NYXL after his departure, and if you look at Washington Justice, I think his track record is also pointing in the direction that he uh, either is should not never be a head coach, um, or that he um, he's just not that good as as we might have thought at one point. Sure. Um, Certainly possible that people improve. Certainly possible mm -hmm. that people's ego gets checked. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'll I'll hold out. Once again, judgment. Feel like th I repeated this. I w I was already so sure before last season. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is um, this is very strange from for me. Yeah. Uh, also, question. If anyone at Seoul reached out to other organizations beforehand, um, but yeah, that that's a strange one, and I'm I don't know. Friends, friendship with Seoul ended. <laughs> like, that was really disappointing. <laughs> oh man! All right, Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta have confirmed to sign Edison. That's so... a good one. That's it. Also rumored to have signed Sharp, not confirmed yet. Mm. So you're looking, didn't we? Yeah. So you've got Sharp, Edison, and Baby Bay, Erster, Gator, Pokefo, Hawk, FRD, Masa, and Dogman. This is a team that I kind of wanted to bring up um, when you were talking about, you know, franchise players earlier on in the show. Um, and I think Seppi does a great job with this. And it looks like he's done the same thing with this team with uh, Gator and Hawk, you know, we kind of keeping them in tabs, moving Hawk into playoffs and, and you know, showing that very, very solid talent. Not that it was that surprising, but being able to integrate him as quickly as they did and, and making the tactical decision um, to kind of you know, practice on a different patch before the playoffs happened to, to kind of cut their regular season a little bit short. Um, I, I think this is, this makes this, this makes sense. Like I, I'm willing to trust that, you know, after what he did with Sinatra and super, what he's doing with Hawk and Gator that bringing these players in and we've seen Edison before, very solid player. Um, if they're bringing sharp in very talented, looks to be one of the, the stronger signings from contenders um, with, with team envy. Um, yeah, I, I think this is these are great overall. I do have uh, my questions around uh, how much these players kind of overlap each other. Um, I've always kind of thought of Edison as very much a hit scan player, and I believe Sharp is kind of the same thing. So I wonder if there's a little bit more to that than maybe I'm missing. Um, but pe putting people around Erster that are going to help him uh, kind of carry, um, I, I can't I can't be mad at you know. Enlayer's been released. I think these two players fill his shoes better um I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with baby bay um and then yeah ursters could very well be your franchise player if you wanted him to be um but yeah solid all around i like it a lot yeah 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 i i think like that that dps line is great um 
will be interesting to see what other moves they make. I think, have they been connected to anyone in terms of flex supports? That's my knowledge. I don't know. Even though it pains me, I feel like they, sh they should probably look to uh, just put Kodak on their uh, Academy mm -hmm. roster again. Okay. And not two-way. Sure. Unless they have a, a roster slot open where they can just say, okay, we, we can do three flex supports mm -hmm. um, and then just get a stud uh, on that position. I think that's... Like, I would say Dogman, actually not terrible on... Or actually pretty good on uh, Moira as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, that... that sh if we're going in with that same meta into the season, um, not overly concerned there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think if I was in that position, I certainly would try to get just like one of the many um, available, very good flex supports, and at least have a have an alternative um, player. Sure. And I mean, they're set for main support. I think that's no yeah, problem. Yeah, absolutely. Masters, uh, yeah, super, um, super tank line certainly interesting, Solid. right? Like, I like it. Yeah, um, like if they can keep up that trajectory, I don't think we have any mm -hmm. uh, any problems there. It's the question: can these can these players like sometimes players just hit their meta and then everything clicks? Oh, for sure, hundred percent, right? Mm -hmm. So this we don't one know of the teams that I feel like. Um, has the highest chance to have shown themselves to have improved between uh, season mm. two and season three. Yeah. Like, think about it. Who can you say unequivocally has improved, just completely improved? Uh, probably Philadelphia Fusion, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a car. He looks like a car. <laughs> Rain that was, that was my point. Okay, yeah. Like Atlanta yeah. Rain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dallas probably, but that's not a super high bar. Yeah. But in, in there's yeah. still some question marks. Toronto, sure, maybe. Yeah. We even disagree about this on the show. Yeah. Sure. I'm not sure. Um. Um. Toronto, yeah. no, not really, or not Toronto. Sorry, uh, Vancouver, though, probably that's not. Probably huge not. San Francisco, not really changing. Right. So NYXL. Probably not. Hard to say. Yeah, probably not because their bar set very, very high. So Jesus, you're I would say wrong, yeah. I would say yeah. So you're looking at Philadelphia Fusion, Atlanta Rain, and I, I personally I believe that Dallas Fuel are uh, a, yeah. a safe improvement. Mm. Um, and I would also say, no, I wouldn't say that. Never mind. Hmm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's that's actually that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, we could talk about maybe Boston, but we'll see. You think? Maybe. I mean, mm. when when you're down at twentieth through fifteenth, yeah, uh, you yeah. could throw you could throw a dart at a dartboard, pick some players up from Probably contenders, improve, yeah. and then fifty yeah. fifty you improve or you stay the same <laughs> as long as you made changes. Uh, yeah, I I guess I I don't think that ha I don't know I wouldn't I don't know if I'd be confident in saying that that's the roster or that could just be something else. Uh, Houston, like just be like a patch. Uh, so chat makes a good point. 
we we don't think about Houston as an Overwatch League team all that often. Sometimes, yeah. I'm I'm uh, excited to start thinking about them yeah. hopefully this season. I think Houston improved greatly from a coaching staff perspective, but they exactly. didn't do any. Yes. But all they've yes. added is hydration, right? Blase. And Blase. Sorry, and those uh, yeah, two yes, moves, Blase. moves combined right there, don't right make a whole lot of sense. So They're... yeah, it, we're, it's still like pre-pre. I mean, screen. That's that's the thing. Like it's just going from this point on. It's not necessarily mm. that they won't make any moves anymore in the market, and yeah. we're saying that in projection of what that will be. It's just. At this point in the offseason, that's... So let me pin you down on this, okay? You think... You, or would you say that you have more faith in this Boston roster improving from 19th than Toronto does at 17th? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can't. I don't know Ooh, if I agree with that's that. That's a really good... I don't, I don't think I That's a really good question. Yeah, I think so. Uh... No. Not a chance. Not a chance. I need to... I think Defiant... I don't think Defiant are going to be good. But I definitely don't think they're going to be 17th. I I think... I think they... I don't think that the current Boston roster we have right now is a very indicative one of what we're going to see at the beginning of the season. Uh, Maybe. I mean, again, from what I see now... That's how I feel. Like, do you, th- Things do you think that their flex tank player is going to be a two-way player? Just to clarify. Mm, what? Mufin? Mufin? Mm, no. Uh, uh, wait, he is, right? He is a Mufin is a two-way player. Do you think that yeah. their main flex tank player is going to be a two-way player in the 2020 season? Are you asking if Mufin is going to start the entire season? Yeah. Um, no. Okay. Do you think that they're not going to have a sure. uh, flex DPS? No. Mm. They're not. Mm. Yeah. I don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I have to see those two spots filled before I can mm. say that for sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and again, like, I like I like Mineral. He's been on the show. I have a bias. I like Mineral too. I just Why don't, don't know like if I mineral? like this team. Why don't you like Mineral and want him on the show ever again? That's I, what I that's I need an answer to Mineral now. Like, hey, it's already Joe doesn't like you anymore. They, they yeah. say I sit on the fence too much, and then I pick a side, and I get criticized anyways, boys. All right. Back to the fence. Back to the I, fence. I, I already I already DM'd Mineral. Uh, I wrote, DM Mineral, I hate him. I hate you. Him I hate him. Yep. And signed Volumel. Yeah. That's the one. Signed if you're watching Mineral, he was too much of a wussy to tell you himself. <laughs> the, the coach's champion, Volumel. Oh, my God. Whatever. What was that thing that you won? Don't worry about it. It wasn't. It wasn't important. <laughs> okay. It wasn't important. Don't worry about wow. it. Wow. Oh. Not gonna say it. All right. No. If Axiom is starting, it's going to be a decent team, unless it's a Reinhardt meta. Uh, London Spitfire. A. 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 Times are changing. Yeah, that's that's a weird one, right? Isn't it? Like, uh, I hate that they sucks up so much talent as well. They should have just remained bad, so more uh, more other teams could have gotten their good agents and made more 
great teams, but that's not happening. They're not just rolling over, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I think we're, we're like currently, and that's a by the way an interesting narrative that we never really unrolled again because in the start of the season we had a, the great parity, right? Mm. In uh, for for teams, and then in the end, it didn't look that parity anymore, right? There was a rather clear hierarchy, um, or much more pronounced hierarchy in the middle. Sure. But um, to me, it feels like teams are really like meeting in the middle again in terms of their aspirations of roster builds. Mm. So. Um, like I had a discussion recently about that. I thought that a lot of super teams were building, especially like Seoul and Shanghai don't seem to be one of them. So that's minus two. That's already a little bit uh, putting a dent in that theory, certainly. Um, I think Titans will regress. Uh, I think Chalk will still remain great. Yeah. I think NYXL should be a Based question on. mark yeah but i don't know how much pavane had to do with um yeah. that success right i think they're fine so we'll see how that goes um and they haven't any made any moves so far either so right now it, it feels like there's a lot of gray area and then there's san francisco shock <laughs> like we'll see Did you see Hastro's tweet when they announced mm -mm. Doha? Yeah. Man. What did he say? Said, we finally made a Dallas Fuel roster move that none of the basement dwelling analysts leaked from their bedroom. <laughs> Preach. Sir, Damn. this is a multi-purpose room. Just kidding. <laughs> we don't, I, don't leak, I don't leak shit. Uh, yeah. It's as good of a confirmation as the JMAC Glister. Uh, I trust our peeps on that. If it's not in there, we're not talking about it. Get nope. over it. Make your own spreadsheet. Yeah, it's it's tough to tough to say exactly what London's uh, how to feel about London. There until are people we who see what believe like. that Sanguinar is. And I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Couldn't like, tell you who that is. I wouldn't be able to tell you how good he is or bad he is. Like I don't know. Didn't they have these like? Soft, I'm missing something like these these pretty straightforward um teaser videos and whatnot it's like yeah i think that's that's pretty much a given that um like what, what were the players definitely glister bernard fuse we know right um, bernard fuse and krillin krillin j mac and sanguina are also some of the uh, vague hints that we're given mm -hmm. by the Spitfire trailer. So um it's it's in in a sense exciting because everyone's like this is like a rookie team, right? For the most isn't a non rookie other than Krillin who's I mean by the by the definition yeah, it depends on yeah. your definition of rookie. Yeah. Um but that is sort of exciting, especially seeing what Pilvani can do with that. Uh, it's just very hard to rank them. Like we'll yeah. see, we'll have to see. Yeah, it's hard to to rank a team that has three confirmed players, three rumored yeah. players, 
And at least one of, yeah, it's, it's just, we're, yeah. All right. Last one, last one I want to talk about. Uh, LA Gladiators. Still have four, oh, actually, no, that wasn't it at all, but not the last one we're talking about. Did we talk about the Mm. Gladiators yet today? We did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talked about them a little bit earlier when we, yeah. So we talked about Gladiators. We talked about Uprising, right? No. Mm, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Let's talk about Florida Mayhem. What's there to talk about? Did they uh, do anything? Oh, the, the fact that they had they, they only have seven players. Yeah. Yeah. Announced, anyway. Like, we can pretty much... They have, they have six <laughs> yeah, announced. I mean, I they have six announced. Assume. One rumored, which is Fate at Main Tank. Yeah. I think the only thing that we know by now is that the agents that they're keeping players. would have to be resigned by now in order to still be players, right? Because the mm-hmm. contract length ended, so they would be free agents now. I don't know why they would be holding back um, announcements of that, so that's probably not happening. So the seven players that we know are likely what they're starting to work from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expected them to release more. And now I'm very confused what they're actually doing and who they actually will be able to get. And I think now they're scraping. Um, it is very possible. That is, by the way. Hmm, am I going there? Do it. Oh, do yeah. It. Okay. You let's already, do it. Yeah. You already. Yeah. You I think they got <laughs> screwed over by leaks this offseason. Hmm. Um, and leaks don't make an impact on overall rosters. And um, while you can argue if that should be the case or shouldn't be, um, yeah, I'll, 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 we'll have to see what they end up with. I hope they become vocal about that process uh, some way along the lines. I mean, at the end of the day, they got to deal with it, and um, we'll see. All right. Who do you, who do you want to see on that team? Oh, that's a question. Yeah. So for the longest time, we didn't even really have to think too much about uh, who they're getting because it just seemed like, okay, they have a couple of players. They're getting run away. Like, there's nothing to think about, right? Right. Now it's like, okay, now now we got to get back to the drawing board. And I'll be honest, I haven't actually done that. I haven't looked at the roster. I already thought and expressed as much uh, before that I thought the players that they signed um, were rather uninspired in in terms of uh, just like middling uh, Mm -hmm. talent, especially the uh, armament players. Um, that should not be recruited mid-season no. um, and committed to with a contract uh, and that they should have held out and gotten more high-quality promising talents. I, I actually think that I'm probably higher on them, that, uh, that I'm probably higher on Spitfire at this point than this oh, yeah. group of players. A um, lot of them are... Like they, they have like also a, a mix of just very veteran players and uh, like very veteran veteran players and um, newer ones, but 
of course, like I don't know if the players like Sire player uh, already, like when you, when you have a season where you're so down be because admittedly because of the meta, yeah. then it's it's a question if they those people can pop up again when the meta is more shifted towards them. Um, yeah, if they can keep if they are keeping fate. Which it looks like it, not hundred percent sure what's mm -hmm. happening there. Um, by the way, that's that's not me leaking information. That's just you know what's out there. Um, that's that will be interesting. Also, don't know how good of a tank he actually can still be. Yeah. Uh, BQB Chris. I mean, Chris is. <laughs> I look at this Russ and Chris is right about the only one where I'm not concerned about. I feel like. Do, but do, you're also not like super jazzed about putting Chris as your main support. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fine. I don't think yeah, he's going to feed, just yeah. but I don't think he's going to win you a championship. Um, yeah. Byram, uh, again, like, I, I think I would agree that flex support in general has diminished in terms of uh, importance, importance and, and, you know, resource uh, demand. Mm. But. I, I don't know if that's the player who you want to be fielding up a, a role that has in the past been very, you know, in demand. Mm -hmm. um, it, it depends. I'm still not entirely sold on how much it's diminished, um, mm -hmm. but I, I think it's still a, a solid investment option. Same thing with like main tank. Um, I, I don't hate crying a gargoyle, but I also, again, I, I don't think that they're going to win you anything. Um, in terms of titles, like I, I think they could be a, a solid like middle to lower middle of the pack like tank line. But then you look at the DPS and it's like, OK, Saya, there's a very solid there's a there's a chance that you could be good. And then there's a lot of other chances where I'm like, I don't know what you do if they're going to lean into your hero pool. That is very much like hit scan and you can be very, very good at hit scan. But where else are we filling out that that those those absences? Where where are we filling those holes? And then who who are we filling them with? Um, it's not not uh, super, um, not not super good. I would say. Uh, I, I, again, I, I'm willing to be. I'm I'm hoping that this team actually gets it together because I'm really tired of just pooping on them. Mm. I'd like them to be good for a change. Um, mm. I'd like all the teams to be good. Like I'd like to see London do well. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't want bad teams. I want everybody to be competitive. I want to be interested in the Overwatch League every week. I don't want bye weeks. And Florida for the last two seasons has been a bye week. Um, I, I hate to say it, but it's yeah. true. Yeah. I don't want this this season. So please give me something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got something good think, for you. What's that? The Dallas Fuel. Yay. Here we go. Dallas. Uh, this is this is some moves. Dallas Fuel today uh, announced the signing of Doha. Ooh. The um, they recently announced Decay. I think that was last yep. week, right? Mm -hmm. Trade for OG. Brought in yeah. Gamsu from Shanghai. Yeah. Solid. And then have hung on to uh, Note. Mm -hmm. Got Harry Hook closer and uh, Unko on supports. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, yeah, Dallas making some moves, making some moves. I like it. I like That's it. Twelve. 
that's 12 and your support line is that that's 12 players oh no (laughs) yeah that's an oof dude it's not not the best support line ever but 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 i would much rather have that be my support line than have either of the alternatives be my dps or tank lines yes uh, so mm. yeah, I so, mean, I don't, I so don't imagine trail, imagine a tank line without but... Gamsu, or mm-hmm. imagine a DPS line without Doha or Decay. Yeah, I don't think they I will, move. I will take I the they're... support lines. I will take the. Yep, I'll yeah. take. I will take whatever Harry Hook closer Unco combination it takes to not have Taimu and Zachary be my <laughs> be my yep. DPS. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I think this is good overall. Um, I do have my questions on how this team is going to coalesce. I think there's a lot of... Uh, I, I just hope this doesn't go the same way that the Valiant did. We'll put it like that, right? The, there's a lot of splintering. There's a lot of fracturing if things don't mm. necessarily go immediately well. Um, mm. Is this is the coaching staff going to be able to handle that? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that any coaching staff, it's not a, not a knock on arrow, but that's just like some hard stuff to be able to deal with and to be able to recover from on top of preparing for travel and preparing for practice each week. Like that's that's another level of added stress that you're kind of opting into. Um, hopefully that can be the mitigated as best you can. Um, it depends on the players as well. Are they prone to doing that kind of thing? I don't know, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know. It's going to be get a nice long love letter from Taimu on Twitter this this week. Yeah, and I feel for him. Like yeah. that's it's rough. I can respect um, you know self reflection. Yeah, yeah. I like it's, it. Like I'll just go ahead and say like I've been an uh, avid follower of um, of Time is Korea. I would even say Time was probably the player I'm closest to where I would justify calling myself a fan of. Mm. Um, sure. It's just like it's also <laughs> in the back of my mind. It's always like if he gets that right, can he? Can he still? Can, maybe can he? Maybe. <laughs> I, I get it. But yeah, I think there's a lot of people um, pulling for him for sure. Yeah, it's 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 a hard one um, because also it, I, f- I feel like there's something about being vulnerable uh, outwardly. Mm-hmm. And being flawed and showing these flaws is the same thing. Why people felt, I assume, attracted to um, or gravitating gravitating towards the friend. Sure, that those are just those characters. Also, these g- super gifted individuals, right? It's just mm-hmm. like it's it, it really shows that raw talent is not just the one thing. There's definitely something that like that the demons said we all got a battle. Yeah. In order to be able to to get uh, where we might want to be, and then also to say maybe I don't want to be there anymore, and uh, that doesn't seem to be the case for Taimu yet. Um, but yeah, I will say, like before, if I'm being honest, I still, and that might be my vice talking. He's probably from the old Envy crew, the last one I would, uh, I I would say retire. I mm. would. Much like before that, I would definitely say Mickey and then Harry Hook. 
Yeah, I would, to I would open up the roster slot. That is in Taimu. Okay, but you would say Mickey should, like maybe he can move into a, a into a different role for the team. I would say I also don't I see be like a walking, they talking trophy case for all I care. <laughs> Sorry, dude. The the thing is, they still haven't picked up a Korean coach that, uh, other than Volgin, that's who's still there. I don't think that's enough. I think they definitely need some serious help in the strategical department as well. Mm. They definitely need to be make be making some coaching pickups. So, um, that's a big question mark for me for this roster yeah. as well. And what then? What can they do with the flex support role? Because um, while I'm not totally down on Anko, um, where I'm thinking, okay, oh my god, he's a bottom performer, uh, I still would definitely like someone to be back up or yes. like starting out of You him. don't check off mm. that, you don't check off that position and go on to the next. You're like, yeah, Anko, yeah. fine, good, great, next. No. You're kind of yeah. like, not anymore, at least. Uh, uh, yeah. Could be worse, could be better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I. I I have this to say about I f- I feel for Taimu, I yeah. I I am a fan of Taimu, but man, Twitter is not the place to do this for the f- hmm. fifth time. That's interesting. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just like if you are you know he's we we've seen this cyclical Taimu where he comes from this point of you know doing really well to. Uh, whatever, having a falling out, having some, some personal life issues, posting about it on Twitter, at my bottom, blah, 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 optimistic about the future, trying to come back up. And I'm at the point where I'm like, this is no longer therapeutic, and it's, I don't want to say it's grandstanding, mm. but it's, it's a point of just like... And I understand I, how one can have that feeling. Yeah. I need, mm. I need Twitter to validate my feelings I need. And like, that's, he doesn't owe the fans an explanation. He doesn't owe. You might be, you you might feel that way though. I don't, I don't, yeah. don't want to invalidate that. I, but his again, outreach if he's getting the help for, he's like, saying he's clutches. getting, I'm hoping the first thing that they say is that you don't have to go tell you, go t- tell your 60,000 Twitter followers what you're going through yeah. again. Like, I don't think that that's part of the process. And again, like, uh, man, I, it sucks because so many people are going to take this as I think that Time is a bad person or immature or what mm. he's doing is wrong. I personally do not agree with the strategy of I keep seeing this relapse into time to tell Twitter everything I've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's, there's got to be way better ways to do this. Hmm. Yeah, so I, it, I I understand that position, especially when one takes like has just been both brought up and under is under the assumption that one should just quietly work on themselves, and it's just exacerbating the the problems that you're trying to battle by making it public. Um, I will also say there's definitely a psychological effect that's well researched, where it's like if I announce to you that I'm going to lose weight. I'm now less likely to do so unless I attach hmm. some counterweight to it because I'm already getting the satisfaction of having said so uh, rather than having to achieve doing some it, doing yeah. it. Yes. Okay. And um, yeah. So like uh, if you actually want to do it, you either get a buddy and you 
drag yourself alongside each other or you mm -hmm. just work and just tell nobody and at some point someone says jesus christ you lost half of yourself right and yeah, I just, and, and honestly, if this was the first or even the second time he's done it, I think it would be far less harsh mm. on it. But this is, this is a recurring mm. thing we've seen in Taimu since season one. And like, there, there's a few hard facts that we have to have as fans. Number one, we will never see Envy Taimu probably ever again. Optimistically, at the highest of my expectations, we see him flex onto a few heroes on a few maps for a few stages and perform moderately well. Mm. This, is, <laughs> this is why I hate. Yeah. I think they, they should just, um, I think he may be, maybe a contender season, just getting the confidence. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see him play in contenders and, and actually mm. see him starting. On, on a team and and really test and see where he's at comparatively. I think I think um, Taimu in a different healthy state would have made a great player coach. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, imagine what it would be like to be Overwatch League season one be be thought of as the, the one of the hottest talent with one of the highest expectations put on your shoulder to perform, mm. and then largely underperform get sat struggle with physical health issues and losing weight and gaining weight and going back and forth and in in other uh mm. vices and then to continue to go through this cycle over and over again and it's clear that he wants to play and he wants to see himself pre overwatch league season i, I don't want to say it's clear my perception is he still has a really high expectations of what he can achieve as a player. Mm, mm. And I, I think that we we're still seeing somebody who is coming to terms with the fact that that might not be the case. Like yeah, we've, we've all, I've had to like come to a realization that I'm not going to be a professional baseball player. He's just a lot closer to the trophy than any of us were. For our mm. dedicated whatever whatever that childhood dream was, maybe and maybe you guys are getting your childhood dream. I don't know, but for me, I'm like <laughs> I'm not an astronaut and I'm not a professional baseball player. Yeah, did did, <laughs> did you, do you ever have these moments where you go like, hmm, wow, this very successful personality is 28. I'm 25 now, so I have three more days. Yes, oh, this very successful. Personality is 26. I have 17 Comparison, days dude. to accomplish as much. <laughs> Comparison so is where weird. dreams go to die. Uh, yeah, it's I dumb. don't know. Like, it's I, also really unhealthy to... Like, imagine being a basically ape that evolved to interact in a group of 120 people and, you know works to support and become the best of these 120 and then suddenly the internet pops up and now you gotta battle to be one of the best seven million a billion that's yeah. just like okay <laughs> that's your brain now and now we got an instagram yeah. model we gotta like compete at the ladder and if we're not top, top 50 we feel bad about ourselves mm -hmm. and like it's it's we don't compare ourselves to other overwatch podcasts because they're all better we just do our own thing. It's. I recently had a realization 
why Joe that and felt that's... a little personal <laughs> like, not really I mean I, I take it true I mean yeah I just stick your head in the sand and do what you want to do no the, reason to compare the interesting thing is for me like I try to figure out why I couldn't be as creative on a bike than I could when I was just walking around okay. and so if I if I just take long walks my mind can wander, right? Mm -hmm. I completely tune off. Why, when, I, when I'm sitting on a bike, I'm like, okay, there's this guy on a bike in front of me. I gotta take him over. And I'm constantly in competitive mode. Like, oh, there's a car. I gotta be uh, um, like at the next pole mm -hmm. before the car is there and stuff like this. And it's constantly like competition. Nobody competes while walking. Like oh. the point of walking is to be as sounds like you're as a you loser walker by the way <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> yeah but i i feel like there's something so inherent in just like competition and how it's baked into us um especially through the internet from a young age that and it's it's so unhealthy too. Re realistically no, now don't don't start me on oh you should be better than you were the day before because then i'll actually start competing in walking with myself what i needed an it's hour like the 20 ghost, it's, oh, it's the ghost trials in mario kart on nintendo 64 yeah that's what you're yeah. doing it's also yeah, no. every time you tell he's gonna get better than he was yesterday he keeps trying to replay and get better at apex and we're just ship has sailed yiska sorry <laughs> This feels so bad. <laughs> just it feels so bad. You carry me and you know it. No. Oh. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I, like, I, I hope the best for Taimu. I don't agree yeah. with the method. I think that he does and can have a long, bright future in esports, but I don't think that. I don't think it's a player. I don't think it's as a player anymore. And I go ahead, prove me wrong, dude. Give me a give me a Brett Favre Minnesota Vikings comeback. Take him to the championship. Whatever, I'm fine. Like, I will eat those words for a year mm. if that ends up happening. But there's also a part of me who's just like, dude, I just want to see you like healthy and happy. And sure. I want to see him healthy, happy, uh, less weight on the analysis desk, unleashed. Yeah, that could be dope. Mm. Yeah, just call people trash. That's all I want. Mm. Someone that's just like, "Hello, my name is Trash. <laughs> You're trash." <laughs> yeah, trash. Yeah. If 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 he's in a good headspace and would abide by some of the filters set in front of him. Sure. Yeah, I think it would. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know I liked it until I heard it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give that a shot. Same for Bedotion, right? Or not, not Bedotion, sorry, uh, Bird Ring. I mean, right? he would probably not be able to look past the counter, so that would be the first. Can you stack boxes this high? <laughs> he Jeez. needs a couple boxes. Jeez. Mr. Right. X just lifting him up on those boxes. I, I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I think we did a show. I think we did a show and a half. Nice. Yeah. Two hours, seven minutes. People said they like longer shows. We're giving it to them. Give them what they want. Yeah. Give them what they like want. 
wife's out of town until Friday, so really, oh, I can do whatever I want. Damn, <laughs> which is you gonna be, to be playing TFT with you guys, I think. Nice. Let the degeneracy continue. Let I will go. say, I slept all the four hours that I needed to wait in order to install my modem again. So, I'm up. So you're just awake. <laughs> We're up. We're yeah. going. We're playing. I'm juiced on coffee We're, as well. Let's he's go. He's juiced. Jeez, this might be <laughs> legit. Good show, guys. Yes. Good show. I enjoyed it. It's a good time. At the end of the week, we're gonna have all twenty rosters with at least eight players. We'll probably have a pretty good idea on. I would say the foundations. It's there's still some spots where you can see like, yeah, that person is there, but I really hope that that person isn't starting there. <laughs> Because mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah. So, but thanks for hanging out, guys. I do appreciate yes. it. Chat, you guys thanks are great. To whoever I banned for being cheeky, welcome back. <laughs> You're unbanned now. So, uh, <laughs> cheers for that. Ice Ham Jello, thanks for the 118 bits, by the way. Want to support the show? Go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Lots of cool perks there. Uh, we're going to rework the $250 goal. I think it's going to probably, I'm going to say this in front of Joe and Yiska ahead of time so that they can't back out and say it's probably going to be an extra episode a month. So uh, if you want to see that happen, <laughs> yeah, I knew they wouldn't say no. If you want to see an extra episode of Tactical Crouch each month, uh, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We're at like 150, 160 bucks. So it got happen. It's not that far at all. Another great way to support the show is to uh, subscribe right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kicktripod. We're at 38 subs right now. We love to sit around 50. 50 feels good. Just feels great. So that's kind of the goal. Uh, and you'll also get invites to our game nights for that. So make sure to subscribe right here. Other than that, I've got nothing else. Yiska, what do you got going on this week, man? Um, I think I'm going to start just making, um, thinking it over on the rosters uh, that seem to be more finalized than others. Um, just trying to assess where they're going with that season, trying to build a uh, framework. I think I'm just going to shoot it from the hip in that regard. I'm just going to talk through the teams, see what current, like, infrastructure that those are like you, you know all these aspects where i think that will land and then one, once i get to certain teams i'm sure new aspects will come to mind won't go back to the first ones but i think i'll, I'll just like stream of consciousness through these um these teams so i'll have a good idea of where to be when we eventually go for our preseason rankings yeah do you need me to redesign those layouts for you I mean, if you if if the wife is out of town, you know, <laughs> you're bored. <laughs> so bored. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, yeah, if you I'll want, we'll, we'll we'll chat and see kind of what you want. Um, sure. Sweet, yeah. Because I like your thinking of thinking over things now, but I I think I've watched too many of them, and I want them to change. And I designed the first one, so I can say that. So, yeah. Joe, what about you, man? Outside of winning competitions. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk about it, I did a thing and helped 
or did a coaching thing and did some analysis and guess I won and a lot of uh, thanks go to my circle of friends, you know, everybody here and, and, and Dream especially, like a lot of that came from his ideas about the game. Um, and yeah, no, a lot of a lot of thanks to people around me for for kind of like keeping me intelligent about the game and, and really challenging me to think about the game a little bit differently. So I think that's more credit to everybody in my circle rather than me in particular. Um, but yeah, just the, the typical writing. I just published an article on why uh, Overwatch 2 could be successful, why it's a sequel. I don't know. That's a thing. Um, then, uh, yeah, probably going to do a, a little BlizzCon vlog on the YouTube and, and you know, following Yiska, you know, talk about some teams. You know, might have to uh, getting closer to the, the roster deadline. So, you know, going to have to start thinking about the Lord bet this year. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. You're way too modest. <laughs> But I'll also, you're welcome. Again. You're welcome for making you better. It's largely me, I think. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it goes myself, Dream, then everybody else. Mm. I think so. Have you guys ever had bottle caps? They have bottle caps in Germany. Germany. That's such a yes. Yeah, so, yeah. What do you think we do? <laughs> Just like no, like the no, candy. no, like candy, candy, candy. Oh, it's like garbage candy. I. I it's what is the it's filling in that? It's sugar. It's just sugar. It's, it's like, just sugar? So yeah. sugar is presented in like three different uh, forms. Bottle caps. Yeah. Pez. Okay. And pixie sticks. Okay. I We, we have both of the others, but not this one. And oh. this is round? Yeah. yeah, it's shaped like a bottle cap. A small bottle okay. cap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, a, like a smaller version of a bottle cap, but it's okay, just like okay. slightly flavored sugar. Nice. Well, the Walmart I lived by growing up used to have two packs of bottle caps for a dollar. So we would drink Mountain Dew and eat bottle mm. caps and play Halo 2. And by the age of 11, you all had uh, diabetes. Like, what? <laughs> What's going on? I would tell you, but I haven't been to a doctor in 12 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Just... I've been bottling my pee as sweet tea for <laughs> over a decade now. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. That's the title of the show. You can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, Jesus. the show at twitch.tv slash kick tripod or youtube.com slash kick tripod. Otherwise, I'm on Twitter. Otherwise, search anywhere on the internet for Tactical Crouch. You'll find us. This has been a fun show. Uh, we might be back after the show, uh, the music. We might not. I don't know. Don't hold me to anything. You're not the boss of me. 